Guys, people, on today's show, I phone a friend out in Arizona by the name of Vince Rutley, who's going to share his amazing heartfelt testimony about how he survived what could have been a deadly car crash. Vince is going to talk to you about having purpose in the midst of your pain. He also shares new music. Well, it's new to you. It released in 2019. The song is entitled Trouble Don't Last Always. Right about now, you should sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. There is purpose in pain. Look, let me say this, first of all. Shout out to y'all, because I've been getting a whole bunch of feedback about how the show has actually been inspiring people during this downtime, during this stay-at-home quarantine. You know how they brand and all this stuff. But in all reality, due to the tough times that's going on in the world, you know, I've, I've been really, like, burdened to inspire. Like, God, like, reminded me of why I'm doing this. And so I found myself very earlier into this process, like, no, inspire God's people. That's what you do. And the feedback has been phenomenal. And I'm telling y'all today. It's going to another level because I'll tell y'all what I'm really on. And I, I really just realized this today, praying. This is a season of gratefulness. Woo! Yeah, I said it. When it seems so bad, when it's legitimate pain happening. Again, you've heard me say week after week. What I'm not going to do on this show is I'm not going to take these jabs or opportunities to dismiss people's real life pain, real life struggles and challenges. That's not what this show is about at all. This show is about understanding and acknowledging that there are challenges and that there are struggles in real life pain. But as you'll find out today, there is purpose in that pain. The Lord really put it on my heart. Like, yeah, hit up Vince. Like, you know, his story is going to bless some people. During a time like this. So, yeah, you really want to tune in to the whole thing. You don't want to miss none of this. Don't don't try to skip through nothing and like listen to the whole thing and it's going to bless you. And by the end of it all, you might have to look in the mirror, realize that you should be grateful for some things or put yourself in check or challenge yourself. Um, and not that you don't have issues just like he may have survived through or maybe going through or me or anyone else. But it's the power of our testimonies. Like our testimonies become powerful because they're tools to sometimes help our brothers and sisters to refocus. Like, cause, cause the enemy will have you to think like you're the only one out here going through anything. It's why me, why me? And then you start hearing other people's story. And then that's when the inspiration kicks in, a godly inspiration. So, you know what? Let me hit him up. 
Praise the Lord. Vince, what up, bro? How you feeling? No, this is Bishop Samuel Adams. <laughs> Bishop Samuel Adams? Samuel hey. Adams from Tallahassee, Florida. God hey. bless you. I thought that was like a beer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bishop Dang. named after a beer. Dang, got me. <laughs> Vince Relly, what up, bro? How you feeling, man? Big bro, what's happening, my guy? Man, I'm excited to have you on this show today, man. How you man, feeling I appreciate out there? You. Feeling good, man. You know, God is God is faithful. Arizona is, has probably some of the most beautiful weather right now. Uh, perfect degree every day, and uh, just less, so man. Just gonna start. You just gonna start with the disrespect, huh? Like, I, I mean, I'm, well, you know, I'm I, you know I'm from Michigan, so I pray for y'all often. Dude. So, you know, Michigan got bipolar, man. They play too much. So No, no lie, bro. I know you didn't talk to your family. Like, we didn't literally have oh. like, everything this week. I heard, man. I've, I've been seeing the pictures, man. I've been taking y'all to my throne with my prayer closet, man. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? But it. honestly, when every time I go back to visit, man, it reminds me of how much I, I love where God brought me to. Yeah. And that's no, and that has nothing, you know, that's all jokes aside, man. It's like, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thousands of miles away from my family, but technology allows us to stay connected. And, uh, it was Which good, man. I, it's, it's so dope, bro. So dope. So you in Arizona. So it's, uh, you know, yep. about three hours behind us, man. So look yep. at how God move. We, in, I, look, let me, let me prophesy to you what's happening. What's going to happen ah. to you in the next three hours, bro. Cause I done seen ah. things. Notice how yes. God work. I done seen things you ain't seen yet, dude. You, you, you don't know what seven o'clock look like today. Nah, look, look, man. Look, we we gonna have a, we gonna have a dope time today, just kicking it. Um, I yeah, definitely yeah. wanna wanna start off, man. And let's just start off talking. To, you know, introduce yourself to the people. Just generally yeah. who you are. We gonna peel back the layers through this conversation, but you know, give people an idea Sweet. of like who is Vince Rutley. You can maybe even start, you know, at who you were as a kid and how that yeah. translates into who you are now, you know, whatever, wherever you want to take that. If someone asks who is Vince Rutley, how do yeah. you answer that question? Oh um, man, it's easy, man. I'm a little black dude from Michigan, man. And I love the Lord. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> I, I was born, man, more, I was born more often, more over in Grand Rapids and my father, uh, Bishop Rosette Rutley moved us to Pontiac, man. I was about seven come from a safe, sanctified family, you know, grew up. I was a pew baby, man, in church man. every week, all week. And uh, five five guys, you know, my dad had five boys, my mom and dad had five boys, no sisters. Um, and just grew up in the house, singing with my brothers, working in the ministry, you know, PKs, man. There was not one position in the church that we didn't do. Oh, no. So, you know, we, we <laughs> held the offering bucket while no. we led praise and worship. And then we went and played on the keys, and somebody was back there on the camera. Like we, I we did seen it all. Do it. I, I've literally witnessed y'all, and it's five of y'all. So like, really, five. and it's like I don't be knowing who was who doing what. I'm like, wasn't that boy just singing? How he? I'm yeah. like, oh no, that's B Rut, not Jake. It's like, yeah, yeah man. I love y'all. You know, you know. Speaking of that too, like, so we met. I, I let me see. Let's see where what you remember. You know, sometimes people' memory be different. Like. How do you remember us meeting? Let me see if it add up to how I remember. Now, when we met, bro, you had a full head of hair, and I didn't have no beard. <laughs> so, dude, it's, it's, I had a mohawk. I had like extra hair at the top. You had a nice full 
like some I don't know. You might have had that light skinned people here. It might have been a little curly. Man, I really don't remember. I, okay, yeah. I, see, I figured it was something like that, and I didn't have no beard, so that show you we like how young, like I was, how young you were. I think I I know for sure it, you were with J and J So, and I fell in love with y'all. I became like a fan before we met, a Which huge fan. Like I was following you guys on social media. Well, social media was really light back then. Yeah, it was like, but it was still there though. It was MySpace. like the beginning MySpace. MySpace. Yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. probably had a MySpace account. Oh bro. yeah, our and MySpace was banging. I ain't gonna lie, we was killing Ooh. that mug. Probably still out there floating in, in internet land somewhere. Just out there. I bought every album. I had every project. I had a J and J Soul hoodie. I don't even know how I got that. <laughs> um, somebody blessed me with that. Right. I was. I was just. I was just in awe, man, on how these young cats can be saved, have a, an amazing, you know, swag delicious about themselves, love God, did not compromise their faith, but gave us some of the dopest, what, what, the, what, what the world would consider gospel hip hop. But to us, it was just worship in a whole nother form. And yeah. like to have, y'all are lyricists, y'all weren't rappers. Y'all yeah. were lyricists. It was almost like y'all were poets for the kingdom. And I just, I dug that, man. I thought y'all was brothers for the longest time. Everybody I was mad. Did. I was mad when I found out y'all wasn't brothers. Everybody did. And so, and this the this the funny <laughs> thing about it. Like, so to your point, like we go so far back. Yeah. Here's the cool thing about how God works, man. Like you can meet people in one setting and not really know down the line where God to take that, you know, you got me and you sitting here yeah. in two completely different capacities yeah. um, going on journeys that God has taken us on, but yet it has kind of this beginning roots of music because that goes to, we were J and J soul and you and your real brothers, right? Yeah. Blood brothers, right? Who don't just look alike, look alike, you know, even though it was cool being in J and J soul and everybody thought we was brothers, but I know your experience, like actually, you know, growing up in a house with these guys, yeah, and, you know, you know, having having y'all y'all group, man. Tell us about the music y'all did because see, it's funny you remember. Let me tell you what's crazy. That's why I said, tell me how you what you remember versus what I remember. Uh -huh. I remember us meeting totally differently. How how that be? Uh, okay, because I remember you got to remember I went to Alpha and Omega, and y'all 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 you know y'all uh, father owned that building, so y'all right. owned the building I was going to church in. And what I remember is seeing y'all first and y'all, wow. you and your brothers came to our church and I'm like, these dudes is like dopest boys to men, but like saved and like, you know, not to like say they yeah. not saved, I don't know that, you know, situation, but I'm just no, saying they, like, dude, no, they ain't saved. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go ahead and get it out there. Like they, they ain't never know God. Like we just go, uh, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But no, like I remember, man, hearing y'all for the first time, wow, and, and and being a fan of what y'all were doing, and almost not understanding it, like not almost not understanding, like how are they this dope? That's crazy. And so yeah, we I, were in the, in the, in the church on Pike Street in Pontiac. You know what I'm saying? I remember um, on Pike. I just posted a picture of the Redley Brothers singing in 600 East Pike. 
Wow. Like two days ago for uh, National Siblings Day. You know, they got a national day for everything now. Dude, but... I didn't even realize it was National Siblings Day until like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, look, all my me brothers too. and sisters, I love y'all, but whatever. Me... <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> but no, tell us, tell us a little bit about that, man. Like, And I know we're going to get into a few things because I, and I don't know how you really identify yourself talent or title wise because I know you um, met oh, you man. doing music. You definitely are a comedian. When I see you, I see a comedian. That's like you know, all obviously based based in someone who loves God and yeah, ministry, yeah. but I see you as like a hilarious dude. But tell us a little bit about your brothers in the music that y'all did. Got you. I appreciate that, bro. Um, so I mean, it was it was amazing, bro. If you can imagine growing up in a house with five guys, just you know, roughhousing, you know, learning <laughs> the scripture together, wrestling, fighting, singing. Yeah, like it was just. I wouldn't have take, I wouldn't have expected anything less than what we had, man. Like my parents were saved. They're still married to this day. Been married um, forty one years this year. Forty one years, a blessing, man. Forty one years. Been holding down. So all I know is success, successful marriage. All I know is family. Um, so it was a blessing for us to have that. Uh, not just a father and a mother that were believers but that held the standard. They held us to high standards. Um, yeah. You know, grew up, man, singing together. Our favorite groups were Commission, uh, number one. Shout out to, to, uh, to Fred and our brother Marvin, man. Like, yeah. that, that was a group uh, we listened also to, uh, Tate Six, um, The Winans, just to name a few. And we just learned that whole harmony thing. We fell in love with Y'all it. Y'all boys was cold. Fell in love with it, bro. I mean, talking about it got so bad to where we would like write songs and harmonize to everything. We harmonized the cartoon songs, we harmonized the commercials. <laughs> we was That's in a car, a radio, radio show come on. We, we harmonized to everything. So it just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And my, you know, my father being pastor, you know, he was very proud of us, man. He had put us out there in front of the church and he just gave us opportunities to, um, you know, just to get out of our comfort zone, man, and to, minister together so we grew up singing man and you know as years went by uh you know we've done concerts unfortunately we i'm still ashamed to say this bro we've never released a full rutley brothers album That's so to crazy. this day um we all write we all produce uh ryan my oldest brother is uh, he has his own music production company now and he travels he plays uh the keyboard amazingly organ Travels playing for people. Derek is a pastor, uh, Guria now, a senior pastor. He got about 12 kids himself. God bless him. <laughs> uh, you know, right. Jason, Jason is the 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 smooth, the smoothest voice that I ever heard, bro. Like he's putting out singles now every like every quarter. He's putting out a new single. And uh God is really blessing him and, and raising him up. You know, me, uh man, I don't I was the one that they let me sing because, you know, I was one of the brothers. So they was like, oh, man, let them sing, man. Right, you know? right. So I, I was blessed to be up there with them. I didn't really sing a lot. I lip song, but I was I, I look good. <laughs> right. Like you, you was you the, see what aesthetics, I'm saying? the aesthetics. That's what you I, was there for. You, you had to have the look. So they hilarious. was like, you know what? You know, Vinny got the curls. You know what I'm saying? He get the girls. <laughs> just, let him, just, just let him do his thing. So. I, I just feel like, honestly, bro, I just fell in the midst of it all. Um, God has blessed me. I was always the creative one out of the bunch. So my creative 
my creative what if stories turned into scripts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I started to write scripts and produce stage plays for the church. And then I got my own production company after about 17. Uh, no, I, I was running the church's drama in about probably around 2021. I started doing my own shows. So I was acting before anything when it came to Detroit. So I sung with my brothers, but then I became an actor. And uh, I acted in probably like 30 stage plays before I wrote my own script. Wow. Just studied the game. That's why I say yeah. it's hard to kind of like put you in that box or define because yeah, it's I, I a lot of stuff. That yeah. stage play in the theater side really brings out the comedic yeah. side. It allows you to sing because remember yeah. y'all used to do the um what, what was the the joints called at y'all church the gospel zone or the the gospel zone. I got it right, See? yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. you, you had me there at the gospel yep. zone a few times. Yeah. Um, both with J and J and Solo. When I first went solo, y'all had me yep. there. Um, and it was yep. hilarious. And I'm gonna say this because I, I wanna I wanna take a break to play your your single. Um, because we talking you. about you know your talents and what you do. We're gonna take yeah. a quick break so that the people can hear your single, and then when we come back, we're gonna dig real, real deep into your story and really Let's talk about your journey in the faith walk. But but right now, we got this song, this single, Trouble Don't Last Always, produced by Matt Beebe. You yeah. want to tell us about this song, how it came about, man, before we introduce it, you know, for they hear it? God is so faithful, man. Honestly, bro, I never wanted to be an artist. I never wanted to sing solo. I only wanted to sing with my brothers. That was it. So I wrote that song in 2011, and it was never released. Um, and I wrote that song in the same season of my car accident. And I didn't know that Man. I didn't know that I was going to need that song to help me get through the darkest days. And it was like a dummy vocal type setup, man. I produced it myself at that time. I, I was playing the keyboard. That was another thing God blessed me to do. I was playing keys. So I did a little track myself, man, in my, in my, ba my parents' basement. And when I was laid up in the hospital, they played that song in the hospital for me. Like, man, you, this is you, Vince, you know, and I'm wow. listening to it and tears will fill my eyes. And I just, it, it, it helped get me through my darkest days, man. So it just released the last year, 2019. So my prayer was that the lyrics and that the melody and what God helped me create back in 2011, that helped me get through my darkest days, that it would help people get through their darkest days, even though I released it like seven years later. You know what? So, and that, yeah. that lets you know right there, Trouble, trouble don't last always. <laughs> Listen, I must be honest. There will be days when you're going to go through and your flesh is going to get a little weak. But the Bible says in Psalms 30 and 5 that we've been made into Everything is gonna be all right. Cause troubles don't, troubles don't last always. There are better days you can look forward to. And even though it may hurt, I recommend keep moving forward. Most days are good. Days are bad. 
Trouble Don't Last Always by Vince, rudely produced by Matt Beebe. Yeah, Vince, man, man you said now, 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 like, all right, now, because you kind of, you kind of took it there. You, I, you know, now people want to know. And I, I didn't mean to. I ain't mean to go there, man. All right, we we, we go. All right, we ain't gonna go there yet. Okay, we go. We gonna get ah. to it. it, it yeah. What, what, what I want to do though, what I want to do is okay. We we kind of talked about you know who you were with your brothers and yeah you know what I mean like now you branching off into these stage plays and things like that yeah and now now I kind of we I kind of want to hear about you know before your accident right yeah 
what yeah. God was doing in your life. Because I remember, you know, believe it or not, I think the last time we saw each other, um, I saw you right before y'all moved because you came to uh, Darius's birthday concert. I think that was in 20... Uh, I don't know what it was. How, what year did y'all move out there to Arizona? We moved, we moved here in 2017. Uh, that so was it was I the same you. year. Yeah, yeah, it was that the was same, when I saw yep, you. Um, yep. But before that, what's crazy is I don't think we had saw each other in person since wow. 2011. Remember, Word? you brought your wife to my first uh, solo concert. You and Ooh. your wife came. Y'all weren't married yet. This would have been around April 2011. Uh, when I had the, the project was called the end is the beginning of forever. And that was when I first met her, you know, it's crazy yeah. that that wasn't my wife. Oh, that was, I was dating somebody else at that okay. time. We go edit that my out. Wife. <laughs> I, oh, no. <laughs> we go, we go no. edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, it's crazy. You good. You I'm good. good. Because you show. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why you're good. That shows you how fast God brought me and my wife together. Your wife gonna hear this, bro. You show it, we good. She she good with it. She good okay. and good. Oh Lord look, Jesus, I can't believe not, I just. <laughs> Go ahead. But look, man. she's not sharing me with nobody. Like when she got me, she got me. Okay, so, All right, so we good. She 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 ain't like that. She she tight. But once again, that that shows you how crazy how crazy fast God moved. That your concert was in April that year. I was dating somebody else. I didn't meet my wife till August that year, and that I got married crazy. to my wife in November. Wow, man! I'm I'm sorry. I I didn't. I thought it was just because of the time, and I guess I thought like I, hey, I just met her and they married. So yeah, I apologize to your wife. Oh, my I mean, God. Like, who, bro? Who? But like the thing is, who sees somebody and they lady, and then like four months later. Not only are they paralyzed from an accident, but they married at the same time. And it's like, oh, that had to be the wife. It was only Man. four months ago. But my wife and I only knew each other for two months. Beforehand. So, so tell us about, all right, so I, I'll let you talk about, you know, what, what was developing in your life along with meeting your wife and yeah. what was happening before the accident. And the reason I'm asking this is because, again, I, I know you. I knew exactly. you then. And yeah. I knew you were like the play seemed like they were like taking off. You even tried to get me to like act, and I'm like, dog, I ain't trying to act, yeah. dog. Like we was on the phone. I don't know if you remember that. You was really are we trying still, to get me. Are we still gonna do that? Oh, that's that <laughs> I, that gotta happen. I'm way more ready now. I'm way more like open now. But um, at the time, it was it was tough. But I remember. But tell us about you know about what was happening in your life, you know, before you had this accident, and then you Yay. can kind of transition that into talking about the accident, and we could take this wherever you want to go from there. Got you, got you. Jay, it was so much going on in my life at that time, bro, that it was like the busiest season of my of, that I've ever been. Man. Ever, ever. Um, at that time, the Rutley brothers, we were, we, we were kind of like on a hiatus. Uh, you know, all my youth life, I, we all I did was sing with my brothers. But at, there became a, a time in our lives where we were all adults, and we all started to just branch off in our our gifts, and we were okay with that. We were okay with not being the Rutley brothers for this time frame, but supporting each other right. in our callings and our gifts. And that's when I stepped into doing the stage plays. Like I said, man, I did like actually I did like ten years. Now, did I say 10? Right. I did about six years of just acting 
in everybody else's place from like 19 to like 25. Wow. 19 to 25, I didn't do no Vincent Running Productions. The only productions I did were at the church. And uh, at that time, I think I did a little bit of carrying the bags for J&J Soul or something. I, I think, Look, I think adjutant. I, I, yeah, let me throw that in there. I, you know, I, I was an armor bearer at the time. They didn't right. call us armor bearers, but you know, I was, I was a roadie. Man, but uh, I learned a lot from just being around a lot of great people in Detroit. I learned from their good things. I learned from their mistakes. The good things Which I learned wise. to take, take was very well. I, I said, no, I, I'm not going to direct a play like that, or I'm not going to you know, do my timing like that. I'm not gonna do my rehearsals like that. So when I finally started doing my shows, only thing people casted me for was the comedian role. Like they were just like, bro, you silly. And it was like, automatically, anytime I got into a cast, oh, he playing a funny guy. I know he is. That was like, that was what I did. And after a while, people were like, man, you, you do stand up? And I'm like, no, no, like that. That's a totally different beast. I don't want to stand on a stage by myself. Man. And talk by myself. I was better by vibing off of other people's vibe. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I had a buddy, man, is uh my, my boy Carl Crumby is a comedian out of Detroit, gave me a shot in 2010. Gave me a shot to uh close out one of his comedy specials, man. And wow. I, it, I got bit by the bug, man. I don't know, I don't know what guy did, but he allowed me to get in my comfort zone. I was on stage. Um, before I got, matter of fact, before I got up, a guy, I'm not going to say his name, uh, but he, they told me that he had been in the game for a minute. Yeah. So I didn't understand why they let me close out the show if you got all these heavy hitters in there. Right. But he got up though, Jay. And when I tell you my man bombed, Ooh. I mean, so, so it, it did two things for me. First of all, it scared me because I'm like, this is my first comedy show. Right. It's a packed house. I mean, it's like 300 people in there, bro, from wall to wall. And I'm like, if this cat been in the game for this long and he bombed, what do I think I'm going right. to do? What that and I know, I, you know, where I leave me? Like, I got to pick this crowd up. So he come backstage and I'm like, dang, bro, it's all good. He was like, man, uh, he was like, man, they ain't want to laugh. <laughs> they ain't want to like, laugh. That's I'm hilarious. Like, I'm like, okay, they came to a comedy show. Literally, they bought, the bought they bought tickets. And so, so I was like, okay, Lord, help me get through this set. That's all I ask. I get out there, bro, and I'm killing them. I don't know where this came from. This is my first time on stage doing comedy. Killing them. In the middle of the set, I said, man, I like y'all. The last dude said, y'all ain't want to laugh. Ooh, you said and, it. And the crowd went. Oh, I mean, hey. people fell out their chairs. Somebody got up and did the church finger and walked out the oh, door. Dude. And it, it just slipped out. It you just slipped out. his career. <laughs> he they, never, he never they, told another joke again, though. That's that's what they say. I don't I don't know the career if he ever ended. got back out there again, but I've never, I didn't run to him no more. <laughs> Listen, I ain't seen him. I don't know who he is. I ain't seen him on no flyers. Like I ain't heard, I ain't seen him on Instagram. That man ain't never told another joke again, dude. That Duh. no, that's super dope, man. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did that. If, if he's listening, man, brother, I never, God I never, from a brother to a brother, man. I love you, man. Um, I'm praying for your children. I, God bless you, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry man. Dude. Sorry, I'm sorry. Man. We apologize, bro. You ain't you, my man. Somewhere right now, dude. He work at a call center now. He don't even do comedy no more. He just like. <laughs> So totally different. <laughs> now, now, 
doing that catapulted me to 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 show me I could do this. Yeah, because it's the difference between being naturally funny, bro, and being a comedian. Oh, like I, I tell people it's a all world, the time, like, dude, I don't want to mess with stand up because I've been. But you can do it though. But you can do it though, Jay. Look, you, you I, I hosted it. I hosted a comedy show um, in January, and I was like, you know, I I get in the zone. You know, it's like it's just random for me. And yeah. I had them going in the comedian, the, the dude who was headlining, he came to me afterward. He actually said it on the mic at the end of his set. He was like, look, I'm sorry, at the beginning of his set, because I opened up. I wasn't trying to, I was supposed to just MC, and it ended up being like I was opening up for him. But he uh -huh. was like, literally like, yo, bro, like, no, seriously, you actually need to like yeah. pursue this. And he would, but for me, the thing Vince has always been like, I don't really like to have to be funny on purpose. I, I, I've been there. It's different. I, I, I've been there, but this is the thing about you, and and, and what I see and and what I did was I didn't take the rules okay. that all the comedians gave me. Mm. I didn't I didn't go by their rules. I didn't go by their guidelines. I don't write jokes. Right, gotcha. That was the difference, and and I knew that I'm not a joke teller. I I can make any conversation funny. Right. We totally could talk different. about. We could talk about anything. And I said, that's what I need to do. I need to talk about, first of all, my life. And this was before Kevin Hart, before he like blew up, yeah. like, like blew up, blew up. Now he right, was right. already doing it. Cause don't forget like extra. Yeah. He, he did. He, <laughs> but he, he was, you can't throw little stuff like that out there I, and think I'm going to just keep on talking. <laughs> I wasn't even, I was just. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. but go ahead. I mean, but don't get me wrong. Kevin been doing it. He been doing it since he was like 19. Yeah. So he he had to put in like 20 years before he blew up. Crazy. And I didn't know about Kevin Hart at that time. People was coming to me saying, "You like the gospel, Kevin Hart?" That's funny. And I was like, "What? Who? <laughs> oh!" And I I wouldn't look them up because I wasn't big on watching the secular comedians, right. so I didn't know. But when I looked them up, I was like, "Oh my god." I know this guy, this dude is amazing. But that's what, like you say, he was doing little small roles in movies and right. stuff. So and not trying to do my comedy or, you know, uh, mirror my comedy off of his vibe. I just, I just told stories, but I told stories about church life, you know? So it wasn't like I wrote jokes. You could just say, oh man, we grew up getting whippings. I could talk about getting whippings for five minutes. And, and it'd be like, but that's the thing that make it dope. And this is what people don't realize about, this is some of the fun part of growing up as a Christian. Yep. I think people don't yep. realize how fun it is growing up as a Christian in church because you see so much stuff. Like, yeah. it's, so, it's almost like everybody could be a character. Like, you yep. meeting people, the deacons at the church, you like, bro, like, this, exactly. dude, it was, it was a way that this one deacon, just the way that he had his praise dance, it literally could be a dance. Like it, we would just as kids just get around and just do his joint. And um, oh, man. so, but you get in those experiences. So that that's some of the fun part is growing up in church. So so you yep. got you got all this stuff happening, right? You know, and yeah, and kind of tell keyboard, us about stand up, doing stage plays. It was so much going on, man. And at that time, I was trying to get my first stage play on tour. Okay. I don't know if you remember, Vaguely. she that findeth a man. 
yep. finding the thing. I did that at my parents' church. That. She that founded the man. And and just to throw a little nugget in, we're actually doing a ten year reunion show this fall. Oh, dope. And Where's sure, it gonna be at? Uh I I I got a couple of locations in mind. If you know about a spot, bro, that can hold about five hundred, man, let me know. Okay. Um, I had a I had a school that was locked down, uh, but with everything that's going on, that might not be an option uh okay, anymore. I got you. So I had a high school in place, but gotta wait it out. But I'm trying to get the location in place now. Um, amazing cast, 10 years, bringing back the original crew. Got got my that's boys. Dope. And uh I you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But um no, but we'll make so, sure we'll make sure people know about it, man. Just keep me posted on it I as we get close, that. and we'll make sure that people know. Um, and before this that. interview is over, too, we'll make sure they get your um, Instagram, Facebook, oh, whatever, yeah. wherever you know people can find you. That way, they can kind of keep in touch with you. So you got all these dope things going on, man. Yeah. And then you, you know, kind of walk us into this accident because now okay. again, I don't. I'm going to let you tell your story, but as an outsider, yeah. just someone who knew you, yeah. it was crazy to me because I saw all this stuff happening. Like I said, we had talked because you were trying to get me to be in a play. So it I was, was like we were keeping in touch. Exactly. So we were keeping yeah. in touch, you know what I mean? And yep. you came to my album release. And so we, you know, we were around each other. And then I saw all these things that you were doing. Yeah. And then that happened. So can you walk us yeah. through that yeah indeed in august i met my now wife uh, i met her at a church function at berea met her like hello how are you nice to meet you we were engaged in october man so two months went by i knew she was the one off rip man didn't play I knew with she you. was the one that's so didn't play. when you when you know you know you know what i'm saying bro so we were 26 i knew what it was Proposed to her in October, and three weeks after I proposed to her is when my life changed. Our lives changed Man. forever. I was um that night. I remember I had just bought my new my new my first iPhone, and uh, I was at Sprint store in Pontiac, and my baby brother called me. It was the evening. It was about eight p.m., and uh, we had some issues going on with my Jeep. I had an older Jeep, like a '94 Jeep Grand Cherokee, and the alternator was going out on the Jeep, so it drained the battery. Okay. And when the alternator drains the battery, you could be driving down the street and the battery just started oh, wow. going down. So he's on the highway and the battery drained. So he, he, he was able to pull off to the side of the highway, but the truck was dead. So he called me. He said, man, this issue that's been going on with the Jeep the last couple of days, I really think it's time for us to put it in the shop because the battery just not holding up. Cause we used to, we thought it was the battery at that time, but it was the alternator. Okay. So I'm like, all right, you know what, man? I'm on my way. I ain't far from where you at. He's on the side of 75. So I jump on 59, go on 75. Um, not right near the Great Lakes Cross the Mall, man. Yeah. And um, that's where I was gonna go to. I was gonna hear the Great Lakes that night, just walk around. And I jumped on the highway, pulled up behind him, bro. And I'm like, you know what? You already know. In, in order to jump the battery, you got to face the oh, car. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, So I'm like, bro, you know what? I got to get back in this truck and pull out in the middle of the highway. 
and turn around in the middle of the highway so I can face you off to the side. I'll jump you, you pull off, and then I pull up behind you. Cool, got a plan. I jump back in my dad's pickup truck. Um, didn't put my seatbelt on because it's like, you know, I'm just about to, you know, pull around right quick. Yeah. This is a quick little. I look at him and he's like, it's clear. I look over my shoulder, don't see no lights coming. You know, this is like the fall time and about 8 p.m. So it's dark. So I'm like, all right, cool. Pull out, pull out to the further side of the highway, uh, to the, the fast lane so I can get my momentum to do the turn. And this other pickup truck must have came out the exit, bro, because neither one of us saw him coming, going about 80 miles per hour. Jesus. I do a turn in the middle of the highway so I can, you know, go off to the side. As soon as I turn toward the middle, they come at about 80, and they just T-ball me right in the middle of my truck. I'm talking about, like, smack dab in the middle of the truck to the point to where it looked like the truck almost broke in two pieces. You can wow. see straight through the truck. Grateful to God nobody else was in the truck with me, man. At that time in my life, I always had somebody in the car with me. Either it was my lady or one of my little homies from the church or my brothers. Somebody right. was always with me, but nobody was with me. I flew from the driver's seat to the passenger side, um, hit my, my head on the windshield, busted my skull wide open. Jeez. I got a scar to this day that goes from like almost from one temple to the other temple. Uh, my head split wide open, but the biggest damage was my neck snapped when I hit that one shield. And my spine and my neck way up at the top of my neck just snapped. And my body flew back to the driver's seat. Uh, the truck basically flew off to the side of the highway, man. Uh, thank God nobody was seriously injured in the other truck, as far as my understanding. Um, but baby brother came, opened the door. My body just fell out in his arms. He said the only way he knew that my head was busted open was because he heard the blood hitting the grass, just pouring out in the grass. And he looked at me. And guess who God put in the, in the middle of the highway, man? A nurse jumped out of her car, came to my aid. Wow. A nurse. And I didn't know about that until a, a while later. Uh, she came out man. there and she helped grab a piece of clothing and pretty much had to pull my head together because it was it was open and i don't remember none of this bro like i i, I didn't see the lights coming i didn't hear the hit i have no memory because so they had to tell I you didn't, that this happened they had to tell me everything i didn't see the car coming so i have no no nightmares no dreams nothing like that because i just didn't see it happen wow. i woke up in the hospital and technically i could have woke up a dead because mm. that's how fast it happened i didn't even know it happened yeah um the doctors didn't know if i was going to make it or not they took their sweet time you know just taking care of me they had to stable my head closed my family didn't come to see me for like a few hours and when they found out that i wasn't going to make it they told my family it looks like he's going to have brain damage and it also looked like he's going to be a vegetable for the Jesus. rest of his life we're not going to be able to fix how his spine was damaged. Um, when they say vegetable, they mean like, Nothing. you know, slumped, yeah. you know, not being able to look at you with a direct conversation, just out of it, you know? And uh, my mom came to the back and 
family came back there. You know, my family is a strong family of faith. My mom said, you know what, thank you so much for your for your information, but we don't receive that. Ooh, my mama, my mama stood flat foot and said, we, we appreciate that Jesus. for you guys giving us your diagnosis, but we don't receive that. Amen. And my Thank family God came back to there. Man, I mean, it, 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 if, if we didn't have the Lord, if we didn't know Christ, it would have been a totally different Ooh. situation. Totally different situation. That, that's, that's the power right there. Yeah. Like, like you're saying, we, we can't overlook those two things, right? You got the nurse. Yep. That we yeah. can say just so happened. We know that God put that nurse on that Planet freeway, Earth. right? Planet right Earth. there. Yeah. There's man. People don't realize like how God sends people to bless His people, Ooh. and then you got this this diagnosis of, you know, yep. your family's being told it's it's a wrap. Like it's, it's he'll never be the same Vince again. The Vince that you once knew is gone. He's and gone. to have your mother in the midst. And this is something mm -hmm. I always say about faith. We all say we have faith, but you don't know that yeah. you have faith until you have to use it. That's, sir, sir. You feel me? Facts, facts. Because in that moment, let's be real. It sounds good right now. Yeah. But it took for her yeah. to see her son and to receive that information about her son. Yep. It took real life faith to stand in the midst of that. Real life faith, bro. And 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 proclaim like, cause she could have just thought it, like, no, we don't receive that. But to mm -hmm. say it, yeah, that that remind me. That literally reminds me. What comes to mind at that point mm. is the three Hebrew boys. Yeah, when they about to throw them in this furnace, turning yeah. up seven times hotter after they say, "Look, um." Thank you, you know. Thank you for for harming us, but we we just want to let you know that God can save us, and even if yep. He doesn't, He still can. Yep. What? Yep. All right, yep. I, I just had to say that. So, yep. so now it, it don't make sense to a lot of people. It don't. It don't make sense, and like like you said, you can you can say all day, I believe, I trust, I worship, I bless Him, I honor Him. But when things turn into the worst case scenario, which is something that you never expect, never will you still lift your voice in confidence and say, "I trust God." Jesus, that that is that's powerful. So, so your family's yeah. in the hospital; they're receiving this news. They're receiving this so, news. So, what, bro. what now? At, at at what point? At what point do you come back to, like? Or, or get into the real realization of what you're dealing with, because I would imagine you laid up in the hospital. Maybe you, maybe you don't know what's going on for a minute or whatever it may be. Yeah. But walk us yeah. through like once you started having to deal with the the reality of what had just happened, and how did you start exercising your faith in the midst of all of this after your accident? Well, I was you. You're 100 right. I was heavily medicated. I was in and out of unconsciousness. I had a concussion, as you can imagine. Right. Um, thank God the brain damage was not so. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but I could not, I could not feel or move anything. Mm -hmm. Once I finally came to, it was probably the next day. 
Um, and I don't mean this as a cliche. This literally, God had to do it this way to strengthen me. When I woke up and when I first finally came to, my baby brother was there. And he said, bro, I don't know if you really know what's going on, but you were in an accident. And I'm like, what? What? what, what? Like, it, it was, my, my concussion was so bad, I didn't even remember driving to him that night before. Like, I, it was like, I, wow. I, had, I had like almost a short-term memory loss. But while they were telling me what was going on, I heard the voice of the Lord clear. He said, don't panic. I'm going to heal you. That was it. Wow. That was it. Like, literally. Don't panic. I'm going to heal you. And in that moment, my faith rose higher than it ever rose before. And in my heart, I believed that he was going to heal me like that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in my heart, I was like, okay, well, shoot. I, I, was, I was in an accident. Okay, uh, that happened. Yeah. Um, I'm laid up in here. This, this is real. I got this halo on my neck that's kind of like, you know, drilled into the side of my head mm -hmm. that's holding my head together and okay this is all this is all real but i serve a god that just told me not to panic he was going to heal me hey. and if you don't do it today he's going to do it tomorrow right and if you don't do it tomorrow <laughs> oh it's about to get done it, 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 what, whatever y'all got to say thank you Lord. i get it i get it i understand and I, it, I, my family had the faith, but God had to touch me. And in that moment, all I can do is think about Job. Mm. All I can do is think about, the Bible don't tell us how long <laughs> Job went through what he went through. Yep. I never imagined that I'd be in the chair for eight years, bro. Never, never imagined that I wouldn't be walking on my own and doing things on my own. However, to a man that should have been dead. Come on now. See, look, look, bro. Like, like this is, this, this is, this is why I appreciate you. Okay. I appreciate you because it really takes faith to have that perspective. And it takes a real relationship with God to say, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. I know I'm in a bad situation. Yeah. Like you said, now eight years in a wheelchair. I, yeah. I know I know what it could look like to some people. Because look, some people could look at anyone and we see people and we might think the worst or like, why, man, why, why, dang, this happened. But from the perspective that you just said, yeah. it's like, no, 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 you don't realize Number one, I was supposed to be dead. Number two, yeah. I was supposed to be a vegetable. Yeah. Number three, yeah. I still have faith. Yeah. You know, so it's that perspective. I appreciate you for that perspective. And, you know, these eight years, you know, you talk about eight years. Obviously, yeah. you had a new, like, your wife, right? You had yeah. just proposed. Tell us about as much as you want or don't want to talk about that aspect of, yeah. you know, the fact that you, you just proposed to this woman a couple months ago. Yeah. That was, that was the part, that was the part that, that 
concerned me the most. Okay. Not that she would leave. Right. Uh, because I never had a feeling that she would leave, mm -hmm. even though I would have understood if she had to. Man. I never had a feeling. I, I, it never dawned on me. She was in the hospital with me every single day. Her and my mom. Wow. Uh, they never let life stop them from being by my side. Hmm. Every day. Three weeks proposed to her, two months newer. And most people would think she was crazy. Uh, my wife is a very, very beautiful woman, uh, very gifted, very talented, very smart, very anointed. And this is, I mean, there are things about my wife nobody in this world knows okay. that I know right. that, that, are, that are just mind-blowing to me that she chose to stay. Wow. And what she told me was in the midst of all that was going on, she stayed in prayer and fasting. And she said, the Lord told me that this accident does not change who he told me you were Ooh. to me. This, Ooh, now this is Jesus. what, this is what this gorgeous 26 year old wow. that has all the life to live, all, anybody else, anybody else probably would have, would have left, bro. Would have said, I, I've been living my life for God. Mm. I've been giving God my service 26 years. This is not fair. This cannot be my life. Mm. And even though the doctor said this, she didn't have to turn up her face. She could have said, you know what? I can't deal with this. Yeah. I can't, I got too much going on for me. Instead, she allowed her, her flesh to shut up and she put herself in prayer so that she can hear from God. And what God told my wife eight years ago in a prayer, he said, I'm going to take that man places in this chair that I could not take him on his feet. What? <laughs> what? This is what God told her. And this is what she told me. Oh my God. Do you really? Oh my. Okay. I'm literally I, like. I know. I'm I know, bro. literally like triggered right I know. now. <laughs> like my I face know. is so. You don't know who you deal with. Like you just, you got me about to throw the mics in the studio right now. Listen, bro. bro I'm about to drive on. to Arizona just to slap you <laughs> and then. <laughs> We, we, uh, listen, do you understand what you just said? My hands are lifted, man. Like, 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 hey, like, there, like, this is, this is why I wanted you on the show because God, your situation bro. didn't change your purpose. Yeah. Like, Come and, on. And, and this is something where, and, and I'm not saying, look, I, I always like to acknowledge because it's easy to talk about someone else's situation, right? But, easy. What I like to acknowledge is that this is your real life. This is not a cliche. This yeah. ain't no, this is life for you right now, real life. But, but the blessing and why this story should be speaking to people, it's a couple things. Number one mm. is Bible. When, when you look at the Bible, you, you said something earlier about Job and, and how yeah. long. 
And the thing I want to say, it, it wasn't even just Job. David exactly. was anointed exactly. to be king around 15 years old. He yep. didn't take the throne until he was around 30. And yep. so what happens, and, and, and I can relate to this, mm. you, your faith in a moment, God speaks, and you hear it in that moment, I'm going to do this. Yep. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, this is about to happen tomorrow. It's about to go down. Like, oh, it's okay. about to go down. Like, this is about to happen. And then you, exactly, time goes by and your faith is tested. But what I like about what your wife, what God told your wife, is that God, like, I, I can't get over, I'm going to take mm. you places in this chair that I could have never taken you on your feet. Mess me up. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Seeing your wife have these type of reactions and, and seeing these type of things, how much has that inspired you and even given you the strength to keep going throughout these eight years? I would have been dead, Jay. Mm. I would have died in the hospital wow. of depression Jesus. and not wanting to fight. I could hardly breathe. Hmm. I was fighting pneumonia. I couldn't cough up the stuff that was filled on my, my lungs because I lost all function of everything below my neck. I couldn't, I couldn't drink. I couldn't eat. Uh, not because I didn't want to, my body couldn't handle it. Jeez. Um, it was so weak that I couldn't even have water for about, for about two weeks. I lost water. about 60 pounds in the hospital. Wow. I cried because I couldn't drink water. They said, Vince, if you drink this now, your throat is not strong enough to swallow. You're going to choke and you might drown. What? That's how weak I was. And I, couldn't, I, could, I couldn't eat. They, they, they did give me a feeding tube. They, get, they put a feeding tube down my, my and they had, what they did is it goes up, I believe it goes up your nose. Okay. And it goes through your, your throat. It goes up your nose and through, down through your throat. And they push it all the way down to your stomach. And that's where uh, they have the, like the mushed food. I'm not sure what, if it's just protein, I'm not sure what yeah. all goes into it. What they but they, they had a feeding tube that gave me nutrients that kept me, you know, uh, my body being able to feed on something, but it went straight to my stomach. I didn't put anything in my mouth. My, my wow. mouth was dry. I it was, drink water like that. No, I no. cried, bro. I like. I said, just give me some water. Like, so, just let me get water on my on my tongue. That we take like, and, and here's where like we take so many things for granted. Like, yeah. that water is something we take for granted. And here you are <laughs> finding yourself, like, bro. I just want to be able to drink water. That's it. I didn't want no Kool Aid. I didn't want no pop. I didn't want water. no pizza. I said, just simple, give me some water. Yeah. The most simple thing and you couldn't have it. And so then now, now you find yourself now, now, now tell us a little bit about, you know, like God told your wife, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take him places in this chair that I've yeah. never taken him on his feet. And yeah. you already told us you in Arizona, right? We, yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be in Arizona had, had this not happened. Right. So, sure wouldn't. so tell us about some of the things that God has done. Some of the, even if there are some small wins, right? At, you know, you said at one point you couldn't feel anything. 
uh, below yeah. your neck, right? So just take us through some of the journey of some of the things that God has shown you and is still yeah. showing you as you go throughout this process. Indeed. Well, I, I like to break my life up in four quarters as okay. far as the process. Okay. Right now I'm in quarter three. Uh, quarter mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. was living where I was, doing what I was doing, and then the accident actually happening. Okay. Um, we talking about the process. To, the oh, process. Hold on one second. Yeah. Hold on one yep. second. I got to. Okay. So you don't understand. You you don't understand what you just did on this show. We when the word oh, process. Hold on, bro. That's our. Yeah. Oh, let me. The process. The process. <laughs> that that look, bro. You don't understand that. That's a trigger word on this show. Like okay. Like that's. That's a, that's a trigger word. So go go ahead and finish your story now, but you can't just throw out process because that's what we're all about. Go ahead. My bad. I got you. I got you, I got you bro. Uh, quarter, quarter one was me verbally, ment mentally understanding and receiving that this is, this is real. Okay. This is my life. Quarter one was me going through the accident uh getting married in the hospital wow uh my wife said you know what we may as well not wait for the big wedding we may as well get married now so i can idea? take care of you that was, this this she brought this up now i didn't want to get married that way <laughs> i'm like no man look no i'm gonna be up in a minute give me give me a couple of months we already got our date set right that's seven months give me seven months and god used her she said no no let's Let's get married now so I can take care of you. And when you get up, then we'll do we'll do the big way. That's Man, what she said. When 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 you get up. Man. So I said, okay, I'm with that, babe. Now I was so weak at that time, I couldn't even lift my my left hand to get the ring on there. They had to my brother and my family had to help me lift my hand up so she could put the ring on my oh. finger. This is how weak I was, man. So quarter one was me going through the motions of understanding and receiving, this is my life. I'm at home with my wife, but I had nurses and aides in my house all day, every day, because I had 24 hour care, changing me, clothing me, feeding me, helping me go to the bathroom. I'm talking about, there was nothing there was nothing that I could do on my own. Wow. Nothing. When I was in the bed and, my, and I, I felt like I was laying on one side of my head for too long, somebody had to come in and turn me. I'm talking about 100% dependent on my wife and other people. So I, I had to adapt. Mm. I had to receive it. And I had to understand through prayer that this was not my punishment, Ooh. but but it was my assignment. Dude, I didn't bring you on here to preach. Now you I, I, you not getting I, paid to preach. I'm telling you that right now. I know you oh, got a heavy fee, Bishop. But... Oh, oh y'all are y'all not paying for this? <laughs> I was like, hold on, I recant everything. I, you breaking down the stages, and we get we taking notes. Like, okay, stage Bro. two. No, no, go ahead. My bad. Finish no, that, you, man. It, it it took a lot. It took a lot for me to. It was like a it was like a level of being 
a level of humility that I didn't know existed. I'll put it that way. I understand. I didn't know existed, man. I mean, I'm talking about you got to help me go and do number two. Man. You, you, you like, see what I'm saying? I, like, it, it's, like you saying, it's like you, it's almost like you broken down to your core now. Like Bro, there's, there's so much, so many parts of yeah. life we live superficial. We walk around yeah. superficial. We live in the image of who people think we might be. And Come then on. you find yourself in a situation where you just, you Facts. stripped of like all of the superficial mass and things yep. that we could use to cover up. And it's like, this is me. No, I look, that is amazing. Look, first of all, it's amazing. And just a true testament to your faith. Yeah. And who, uh, who your family raised you to be? Yeah, that you yeah. even made it through that. You feel me? Yeah. And then yeah. so, so that and was man. that was what you call stage two. Was that stage two? No, that was all stage one. That was all stage one. Okay, that was all, right, so all stage one. Two, man, stage one was heavy. Stage one, and this is all gonna be in book form eventually, man. I, I've been praying about it. God is, God is gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Let us know when it happens, uh, man. It's gonna, I promise you it's gonna happen, bro. Um, stage one was just adapting. That's the whole thing was about adapting and receiving. Because see, sometimes people can be in situations, man, and they'd be so down asking, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. Why is this bad thing happened to me? You know, and God had to shake me and said, depression don't live here. Depression, not everybody that goes through the worst case scenarios is depressed or wants right. to end their life. Not everybody. And I'm one of those people. My wife will tell you, I've never had a, a depressed day. By the grace never. of God. That is amazing. By the, great, by the grace of God. I had, I've had moments of heaviness and sorrow, but I've never had a, a depressed day. My wife and I always told each other, let, let the other person have their moment. But after that moment, Get up, shake it off, and remember that God is God. That is so, so powerful. Go ahead. Uh, just being being there for each other. When I'm weak, she's strong. When she's strong, I'm weak. So I'm leaning on her and other people for everything. I understand, okay, this is where my life is. Section two, which is uh, the second quarter, is when I started to get into therapy. Okay. And started to work my body. and. Um, really just understand that like the song said troubles don't last always <laughs> and even though my situation was on this mind-blowing level that somebody else is going through worse Man. and um so so i think i got beside myself quarter one was just going through the accident quarter two was adapted okay that's what it was. Quarter one was the transition. Quarter two was adapting. Being okay. at home, I'm married now. I got all these people in my house doing all this stuff for me. I'm adapting. I've received that this is not my punishment. This is my assignment. The Lord told me he was going to heal me. He told my wife he was going to take me places in my chair that he couldn't take me in my feet. And I totally received that. So my mind now is, what do I have to do, Lord, while I'm down here? Wow. I'm not going to be in this chair forever. Let me get into my therapy. Let me get my mind right. Now, for about a year, I couldn't go to church hmm. because the church, uh, the church building didn't even have a ramp. 
you know, for the power chair that I was in. I was in yeah. one of those big bulky power chairs that you can lean back and, you know, can hold you up. Because I was so weak. There are times where I would sit up in the bed and I would faint because oh. my blood pressure was would 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 uh fall come out of my head that fast. If I sit up too fast, it'll make me, you know, throw me up and make me faint. Right. And uh, you know, God just I just had to get stronger. So I was going through therapy. Quarter two was just adapting and getting getting spiritually stronger and just holding on to my faith. Quarter three, that's when I started getting back to ministry. Mm, okay. Quarter three is when I said, okay, this happened. I accepted it. Quarter two, I receive it. I'm adapting. Quarter three was, let me not wait till I'm on my feet to get back to ministry. Okay. Because I told the Lord, I told the Lord, I said, God, when I get up, I'm going to get back to doing everything I did before. I'm going to play the keyboard again. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm sing again. Right. I'm going to write stage plays. I'm going to act again. I'm going to do stand-up comedy. God said, what makes you think I wanted you to wait? Ooh. Now, this is, this, is, this is like a year, two years after the fact. Now, now, mind you, the doctors told me, if you don't get movement back after a year, more than likely you're not going to get it back. Okay. This is like two and a half years into the accident. And now I said, you know what? Forget it. God said he's going to heal me. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. But why would I have to wait on ministry in order to do it? So I got back to. We don't have to wait um, on the manifestation to have we, faith. That's, it, we're, we're not supposed to wait on the manifestation. That, that's exactly like. And we're not supposed to. Because that, that wouldn't even be faith. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, imagine if God and me had a conversation, bro, and I'm sitting in the bed like, Lord, I don't, man, what's going on? How long is it going to take? Well, Vince, I'm technically going to heal you next January. Oh, yeah. bet. Bet. I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to chill, watch some TV. I got my favorite shows. Waste time. Put my music on. I'm going to waste time until it happens because I know when it's going down. And, and God that, is like, I can't tell that's you. That's crazy. I can't tell you when it's going to happen because you got work to do in your wheelchair season. Because then when you give people deadlines, all they oh, focus man. on Come is on. the deadline and they waste time until the deadline. Cause it's almost like having a, a test or a paper due in school. It's like, yep. oh, it's doing two weeks. Why would I start working now if it's yep. doing in two weeks? Because whenever we have time, we waste time. Yeah, well, you, you give people extra time and then they just waste it. And that's kind of like, I mean, that's how I'm looking at a lot of the stuff that's going on now with this coronavirus yep. and, yep. you know, all this quarantine and then lockdown. Yep. And now it's like people got all this time. This is when we should be writing books and writing yep. scripts and doing whatever. But people just wasting that's time. Right. So that's powerful what you said. Like, God mm -hmm. told you, don't wait. Don't wait. Move forward now. Now, let me ask you, like, you know, so at one point, you, you, like you, you said, you couldn't do anything. You had no feeling. Nothing. What type of, you know, experiences was it when, you know, certain feelings start coming back or, you know, what is that like? It's, it's hard to put dates and times and, and spots on when things started to actually, you know, move and, and mm -hmm. tingle. But I would, I, would, I would say, I would say at least within two and a half years, maybe close to three, I started to feel little tingles 
throughout my legs, man, throughout my back, my stomach. They, they were just spurts. Yep. It would just kind of and go away. And I'm like, oh, oh, I felt something. Little, felt a little, little, little something there. Little, <laughs> hey, little, right. a little, but a lot, a lot right. little, you know. Right. And it started doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed them though. I noticed them enough to know where it was at and when it happened. So I'm like, I'm not supposed to feel that. Right. According to what the doctors say, but according exactly. to what the guys say, that's the beginning of my body coming back. And probably within about year four, four and a half, those little tingles started to turn into little pins and needles. Mm. Yeah, like like little like little yeah. little burn, not aching. It was like a it's an inside burning sensation, like okay. almost like a. You know, when you your arm, you fall asleep on your arm. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And you can get that. So I started fall asleep, and it's like, yep, yep. And it just got that buzz going on. I started to get little pieces. It started to go from tingling here and there to that buzz feeling sometimes, and then the buzz will go away. And then about year five, I would say that buzz started to be more consistent. Mm. Um, now <laughs> it's been eight years and. Not only am I like my, my, my core is like so much stronger. Um, I don't have the full function of my hands yet, but this is how crazy God is. I was, I got back to playing the keyboard with two fingers at the church. Wow. And people thought that I had my full function of my hands because of what they heard. Wow. But the Lord showed me how to mix the sounds on the keyboard and to bring in the strings and the chimes and the bells. Sometimes I play two keyboards, trying to sit up there, hold myself up, you know, as this quadriplegic. How can we have excuses? Like, like this is the thing. Like, this, this is what's inspiring about what you're saying. Is like, yeah, you're eliminating excuses, and you're you're finding a way. There are ways. There's always a way. Like with two fingers, you playing a keyboard. Look, look, bro, and and, you know. I really, really appreciate you being this transparent. Um, Talking about your wife, your family. God bless all of them. I appreciate you laying this all out for us. And I I genuinely believe that people are going to be blessed. Like, you know, before we before we wrap this up. Yeah. I want you just to take a second. You know, what would you say to anybody out there that's dealing with anything? And maybe it's getting the best of them, though. You know what I mean? They're struggling to find that silver lining. They're focused on the fact that only two fingers are working right. I can't. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like how? Because you seem to have been able to keep the faith in the midst of things that legitimately nobody would have been mad at you for giving up. The same way you said you wouldn't have been mad at your wife for walking out. Nobody would have been mad if you said... Man, I'm just going like I don't want to play keys. I I like nobody. Yeah. We not going to yeah. be mad at that. So how, how what would you say to somebody? Yeah. That's struggling to find that faith that you have. What I would say to that that brother or that sister that's struggling to to find that faith, man, is I had to remember throughout my journey that no matter how bad it was for me, that there were always people around me that was going through worse than me. When I was in the hospital, man, I'm, I'm seeing people, not only are they paralyzed, 
but you know they, they got family that's not showing up for them or Jesus. they're losing loved ones that they can't go to their funeral because they laid up in the hospital paralyzed or you know they it's just that i got people that was paralyzed coming to me saying do you have family members and people that you love that hit on you that abuse you i'm like no is that possible and i looked Man. in their eyes and they told me through their eyes they were going through abuse at home you're talking about somebody that can't even sit up straight getting people putting their hands on them stealing their money taking advantage of them and i had the greatest support system i would tell the people that's trying to figure out how to lose faith find strength in the people that god has placed in your life because he's not going to just put you in a situation just to fold his arms and say now what you're going to do he's going to give you people tools favor to get through it. I think the scariest thing is some people in like like in my situation or situations that's like mine, they get to the point to where they push push people away because they yeah. just don't want to, you know, they just don't want to deal with the reality of it. But the people that they're pushing away is the people that God anointed to help them get through it. My wife was anointed to help me get through it. I, yeah. I had to hold on to the promises of yeah. God and I had to go to war with the prophecies that were spoken over my life. And it's been eight years and I'm at the place to where my body is on fire from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. Wow. So I have to pay attention to the proof <laughs> that God has given me that is in alignment with my testimony and that's in alignment with my deliverance and my healing. And, and look, here, here's, here's what you said. I mean, you said a lot of great things, but I'm going to tell you the part that I, that really resonates with me. You know, this show, you know, being called Inspire God's People is very much yeah. purposeful. Yeah. And, and, and the reason is because, you know, these type of stories and, and, and situations that you're telling and, and testimonies really yeah. um, about your life, you know, you talked about how the people, right? Yeah. The people yeah. help you get through. You you starting yep. off with your brother being there to catch you as you're falling out the car, to God yep. sending a nurse, to your mother standing up and speaking faith, to your mm -hmm. wife standing up and saying, we get married at the hospital. And yep. and, and, and what I, the reason I'm pointing that out, right, is as much as you have faith and as much as it, you're the one who's gone through this, Exactly. The reason it's important for God's people to be inspired is because yeah. everybody needs to play their part in order for us to make it. That nurse, could yeah. you imagine if that nurse would have ignored mm. that nudge from the Holy Spirit to tell her to get yep. out and help? What if yep. she was like, oh, I'm tired or oh, that somebody like it, the reason you have to play your part is because somebody yep. else's life depends on it. Life. Yeah. That's what it's about. It ain't, man, if we, can, if we could figure out how to walk in our purpose because yeah. it saves other people's lives yeah. and not worry about ourselves and not worry about whatever attention or no, like whatever title. It's like, you know what's crazy? In that moment, when that lady came to help you, nobody asked for credential. It, the, it wasn't yep. the title that made her a nurse. It was the action. Exactly. And some of us get so caught up in the title, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. But then when it comes to the action, you don't even act like what you say you are. 
What bro. made her a nurse is that when, when trouble called, she was a nurse. Mm. And so it's like the question really comes down to like, who are you? Who am I? Who yeah. are we? Not what our title says, not, you know, what our job says, not, you know, any of those superficial things, because God, those things could be stripped down from any of us. Yeah. And I believe there are moments in all of our lives where it's like, ooh, you was leaning so much on, you know, it, unfortunately things now, you look at the economy is bad. What if yeah. a person was leaning so much on their job title and then now who are you when that job is taken away? You know, yeah, so, so no, I appreciate you, man, sharing your story um, and, and, and just being transparent. And I pray that people are blessed by this. I want to give you a second um, before we get out of here to tell people how they can find you, how they can find your song that you talked about. There's any websites or email addresses or Instagrams, just whatever you want to share about people wanting to contact you in your ministry. You talk about the plays and things that's coming. Um, you yeah. know, I'll give you the floor for that right now. I appreciate that, bro. Uh, like, like bro said, I'm, I'm back to doing the stage plays, back to producing. Uh, we got a show coming out here uh, in Phoenix called The Example this year. We got one in Detroit, She That Findeth in uh, the fall <laughs> this year. Uh, we got working on some sitcoms, working on some TV, some, some movies working on the scripts, getting it done, back to doing stand-up comedy. I call it sit-down comedy now. <laughs> sit um, down, I feel it. Got a couple of songs, you know, we're working on producing. You can always reach me. As, as I, I, I want it to be as simple as possible. I can't stand when you go to Instagram and somebody's name is the, that, that kitty cat, right. 64. <laughs> I don't know who you are. And, and it's the minister that you're trying to bring for your youth program. And bro. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> little, little, little tabernacle. Little tabernacle. Who, who are you? Dude. Give me your name. So you go to Instagram, type in Vincent Rutley, V-I-N-C-E-N-T, last name Rutley, R-U-T-L-E-Y. Go to Facebook, type in Vincent Rutley. Go to Twitter. Vincent Rutley, Snapchat, Vincent Rutley. I really don't do Snapchat and Twitter. Right. Those are those are waste of time to me. I don't I don't really stay on those. I'm Facebook and Instagram. YouTube, Vincent Rutley. Uh, you can find any one of my songs. Uh, I have a single uh, out called Miracle that came out in 2018. Troubles on Last Our Ways came out in 2019. Go to Google, type in Vincent Rutley. It's on Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, any streaming platform type in Vincent Rutley and those two songs will pop up. I'm featuring a couple other projects as well. Honestly, I can't remember who all I've collaborated with over <laughs> right. the last few years, but if you know, type in Vincent Rutley and it will pop up. And um, I, yeah, man, I, I'm once the smoke clear, once this, uh, this coronavirus pass and it will pass. Um, I'm excited to get back to serving God's people. Uh, with with good, clean Christian entertainment. I don't do anything if God is not in it. I promise you, if you call me, I don't care what the money is. If God is not in it and God's not leading me to do it, I will not accept it. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about holding up that godly standard, being examples to these young people out here, man, and just pointing to the next generation. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm honored, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the Vincent Rutley website will be up in about two months. 
Um, we're working on that right now. What is it so going to be? Is it going to be VincentRudley.com? It's going to be, I, I believe it's going to be VincentRudley.com. You know, sometimes those, you got to be back already or, taken. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So keep, you know, just exactly. keep me, keep me posted on the things you have going I can do on, that. man. Um, I can do that. You know, as you work on things and, and I'll definitely make sure um, that, that the people know and um, that they're aware of what you have going on. And look, I love you, bro. I appreciate honored. you taking honored, time bro. out to do this. Tell your wife I said what up. Um, yes, and hopefully yes. when she listens back to this, I don't get in trouble. You said keep that hey, part hey, in there. Hey, Bebe. <laughs> J and J Soul said what up? J and J Soul said he's sorry. And uh, he said what up? <laughs> She don't know what you talking about. I tell you, I, I tell you in a minute. I tell you. Man, you are hilarious. <laughs> All right, bro, man. You have a good evening, Thank my man. You. And love you. God bless you, bro. Love you, bro. Catch up with you in a minute, my dude. All right, for sure. Yes, sir. God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. Inspire God's People. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it The art is all natural and authentic Rivers of love, we swimming for us We can't drown if we fall in it If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world Create for the creator when I'm in my own world I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world